Aloha, we are back and we're talking ball and we're talking ball because we've got a great sponsor, 808 Sports, the official online betting partner of the NFL in both Ireland and the UK. And I've got my partner with me, Michael. How are things? I know you, you're probably coming down from having the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame in, in uh, Dublin last weekend. What a great show. What an incredible game and incredible weekend of football on the Emerald Isle. Jeff, it's it's good to chat to you again, man. I was sitting off camera. I was sitting on a couple of face times. Last week was a wee bit mad, like just in terms of yeah, that, that, that game was on, so it was hard to hard to do this. But Jeff, anyone I spoke to in person or people just texting, they absolutely loved your special. Um, obviously a young boy growing up in South Bend, so it it, it, it was interesting to hear that because I like I had never heard that, and I I watched back a couple of times and I thought it was it was top notch. Appreciate your support last week, Jeff. Um, a great weekend in Dublin, and I don't want to cry. And I don't want to get emotional. So I am going to move on. But yes, you, you, like Jeff wasn't even reading that off the script. Big thanks to 888. This is our first Jeff Reinbold show together um, with them on board. What does this actually mean is probably the question. Look, Jeff will be going on tour in the UK and Ireland over the year. They'll be sponsoring it. And when I say sponsoring, like, look, folks, they're making it happen. So we massively appreciate that. And look, it's great to team up and, we're just taking things to the next level, Jeffrey. Say, Jeff, do you want to come to Ireland in January and February? Hey, 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 hey. It's not just come to Ireland. Let's, let's, uh, there was a pretty good Irish MMA fighter said, we don't come to take part, we come to take over. And I think we're going to come take over Ireland. Hey, you know we're going to do Dublin, right? You know we're going to do Belfast. And... I understand you're making some headway on us getting to Limerick, which I would think would be just an absolute blast. I guess for people listening on the Provable Ireland RSS feed, it, it does it's relevant on the UK, but also for Jeff's podcast. Jeff will be coming to the UK. We're still sort of working on because it's our first time doing this. Like like at the end of the day, me and Jeff will have to travel. So I'm I'm working on at the minute. We've obviously got Manchester. We'll put the link in the bio, which is taking place in early December. Um, but yeah, Jeff's right. We're it's probably handier just to launch Ireland soon and get that out of the way and then focus on you on you on UK dates. But Jeff, um got obviously gonna announce the dates for people that go to the live shows. We've got Christian Scotland Williamson on Thursday night, Jason Bell on Sunday night, and man am I scared of all of these things. However, we're 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 probably gonna announce the dates then. But yeah, Belfast, Dublin, Limerick. Shout out to Liam Ryan from Limerick. It's, it's gonna be a good night. You're gonna get Liam on the podcast. It's, it's gonna be good fun. Now I don't know, and this is this is the genuine truth. I do not know if we're going to be recording any other of of these podcasts apart from Dublin. So if you want to be there and you want to listen to it, you need to get your tickets. They are, I mean, Belfast sold out in 24 hours last time. So just be aware of that, folks. They will be priced as fairly as we can get them. Obviously, having eight of eight now helps as well. So more more to come on that next week, Jeff. Um. Let's jump on to a few things. But it's been a few days. So I just thought for a start, waking up Saturday morning, the fighting Irish are in town. I was in great, great mood. Obviously, put the, like the NFL's in the back burner for 48 hours and the Dallas Cowboys had the cheek to go and trade for Trey Lance on Friday night. Now, there's so many, like, and I know this is days old, but we haven't spoken about it. I, I haven't spoken about it on the podcast. I seen... um. 
I seen John Lynch's interview on the preseason footage. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Do you feel like they let Trey Lance down as an organization, or do you think it's the right move? No, I don't think they let him down. I think I think here's the reality of the situation. They, you know, they gambled a lot on the fact that he would be able to make the jump to pro football. And, you know, here you're talking about a guy who did not play a lot of college football, did not play at a at you know extremely high level of college football with great athletic traits. And, you know, they they gambled on those traits and gambled and lost. He did not develop at the pace they wanted him to develop. I think the kids still got a future. I thought it was a brilliant move by Dallas um, and a really unusual move by San Francisco. And let me say this. The reason is the here's why I say that. I guess what I'm trying to say, Mike, is it's really difficult to give up on a guy that you take first in, you know, in, in your first pick, first round pick, third and overall in the draft. You give up a lot of assets to get that opportunity to take him. And now you know, a few years later down the road, you basically give him away for a seventh round draft pick. That's an admission of mistake by Lynch. And 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 I'm not being critical when I say that. I'm saying that he realized that that the kid had not developed at the tempo that they wanted him to develop at. Brock Purdy has come back off that, you know, ulnar surgery better than people anticipated. Uh, Sam Darnold has had a better camp than a lot of people thought he would have. And so right now, there's just no place for him. And, you know, they wanted to cut their losses and get whatever they could in terms of an asset back for him, a seventh-round draft pick. You know, you say that's not worth much, but that they got a pretty good they got a pretty good Mr. Irrelevant playing quarterback for him right now. So, you know, I think it's an unusual move because most times you're not going to you're going to not going to make that public admission of of mistake like the like the 49ers did but I think that's good by the organization because you you know when you make a mistake you got to move on and you got to move on as fast as you can and don't look back now for the Cowboys like I said what a great what a great opportunity there's no pressure on the kid to come in and play they can see what they've got when they get him to Dallas they can work with him every day see what the issues were in San Francisco. And again, I really think that it's a win-win deal. It's a win for the kid because he's going to get another opportunity. It's a win for the Cowboys because they get a, you know, basically a first round draft choice for free. And it's a win for the 49ers. They can, you know, clear all that off and no more controversy, no more, you know, no more talk in the media about why is he this? Why hasn't he done this? Why don't you put him in the game? All that kind of stuff. You just, Put it all behind you and focus on this season because the 49ers are in a definite Super Bowl window and they need the fewest distractions that they can have going forward. I agree with everything you're saying. And there is going to be a like a fan question podcast coming out on Friday, around Friday. I can't remember the schedule of these podcasts anymore. There's so many. They're great. I love them. But around Friday-ish, um, and there, I think there is a question on that, so we'll, we'll dive into deeper detail. But by five seconds after he went down, he was the future of that team. You know, there, there's, there's no doubt about it. So until he went down, that was it. And suddenly he goes down, he's injured. And I, I just feel like for Lynch and for Shanahan to say that, you know, it just hasn't worked out. I think sometimes as much as football is a winning culture, he's a young guy. 
what happened to him could have happened to anybody. It could have happened to Brock Purdy, the other way around, not coming back this year. I think it's very unfair. Um, and look, time will tell. Obviously, the Niners are always going to be in win down mode. They're a top-class organization. But it's it's going to be really, really interesting, Jeff, to see what happens. And it's going to be really, really interesting, Jeff, to see what happens this Zoom call. Because it did pause by itself, and then it resumed again. So hopefully this podcast is all right. But if not, maybe this is the intro to the podcast presented by Eight Sport. Go for it, my friend. Mike, Michael, here's the thing I think we all have to understand. It's a business. This is a very, very, very production-oriented, high-stakes business. And, you know, this is not the first time a first-round draft choice hasn't worked out at that place that drafted them originally. You know, there's another one that got traded, basically given away too. Isaiah Simmons, who... It was one of the top players picked when he came out of Clemson. He was the, you know, billed as the Swiss Army knife. He could play safety, he could play linebacker, he could play corner, he could do play end, he could do all the things. He was kind of reminiscent of Michael Parsons, but it didn't work out for him in Arizona either. They never could find a place for him. And I think it's important that people understand there has to be in in the in drafting players, there has to be a connection between the coaching staff, and the personnel evaluators. Because personnel can take a player like Simmons, for example, and say, well, he can do all these things. and that, But it's the coaches who have to create the scheme and coach the guy in, in that scheme, right? And pro football, and I've said this when he got drafted, pro football is so much more complex and so much more detailed and there's so many more things that a player has to be able to process that a guy who could play at a place like Clemson where they probably played eight coverages and eight fronts and then go to the National Football League and where there's you know eight adjustments to every front and coverage is you know it, it, that's a difficult difficult thing and so there has to be a plan for that player how are you going to implement that you know that plan how are you going to practice? How's he going to divide his reps between being a safety and being a corner and being being all these things? So that's one of those, you know, kind of things that right now it's kind of, you know, sexy to say that player he's a player with no position. You know, he's a, you know, he's he's a, a Swiss Army knife, all that kind of stuff. But the reality of it is that it's very difficult for that to happen. It didn't work out for Simmons. He's now you know, gone to the Giants where Wink Martindale, I'm sure, will slim down the package, give him things that he can do, and then expand from that. You know, and I think that's going to be good for the player, and I think it's going to be good for the Giants. And certainly the Giants get a tremendous, tremendous athletic freak to to put into that system. And, you know, if anybody in football can find a way to get production from a guy like that, I think it's Wink Martindale with the Giants. And for anyone that just came into the podcast, or if the podcast did restart again, Jeff Reinbold Show, presented by United Sport. I'm sure it's fine, Jeff. I'm just doing it because we don't have time to put an intro in. It'll be grand. We were talking about coming to Ireland, coming to the UK. Watch this space, basically. Jeffrey, it has been a week since we last spoke, really, like this, frankly. Uh, and we're, man, we're a week out from kickoff. I mean, this is scary biscuits, Jeff. It, like, it, it, is there any other story that you took your fancy over there? It's a, it's, it's exciting. We are going to think about it. It's, it's exciting, but it's like, oh my Christ. 
it feels like the last seven months have just flown by. No, flown by. No. I tell you what, actually, not not this in my head yet. <clears throat> Excuse me, because it does have it has UK and Ireland connotations, and I, I know you're obviously you live to grow the game. I had the chance to watch the NFL Academy on Friday in person for the first time. Very impressed. Just to see these guys that huddled up against high school teams, guys that have played the sport their whole life. Luck didn't win the game, but they weren't that far off. I was very impressed by the setup, Jeff. Very impressed with the young, just the young men on that field. Uh, they've got an Irish kicker as well, and Andy Quinn, which is great to see. But obviously, some great British guys there as well that you hope they can make it into the league. And obviously, it would be amiss of me not to, to mention as well. You, you know, you're seeing things grow. There's British European players making the league all the time. Dan Whelan is now in the 53 for the Packers. Could be the first guy since Neil O'Donoghue, 1985. Do you remember him? Yes, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chad. Yes, it could be the first guy since him taking up the taking on the field against the Bears next week. It's a great time for the game internationally, Jeff. And it feels like this off season, the seven month span that we have had, it feels like this has been the greatest off season ever for the growth of the NFL internationally. Am I wrong or am I right? No, I think I think that's a fair statement because you you know not just the growth of the game in terms of player development, which is at a all time peak. You know, in Canada they had more players drafted than they've ever had drafted any year this past season. You watch now; there are players from all over the world playing. Uh, OCU Minora's, uh, you know, his initiative to grow the game in Africa and go get young African kids and and get them involved in football. We saw, you know. A guy, now this is crazy, but a guy who had played no football until he uh, he got into uh, OC's program a year ago actually went as as part of the uh, national player program with the National Football League to, the, to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, got a sack in his first preseason game. I mean, that that's such an amazing thing. And, you know, you think about it, and, and uh, it's, it's getting to the point now, Mike, where it's not a great story anymore. It's not like, something that we've never heard yeah. of. Oh my gosh. Which is what, you know, the ultimate will be when we don't even ask what whether they're American, British, Irish, Nigerian, Swedish, but they're just football players. And I think that, you know, we're seeing more and more that the game and the players can stand by themselves. You, you mentioned Dan Wheeler going to kick hopefully this week, next, this coming weekend for the Green Bay Packers. An Irish guy, one of the most at one of the most iconic NFL franchises. You know, you talk about a platform for him to to help establish, you know, belief in young players that they can actually make that happen. You know, Tag Leader, who's been a great friend of ours on this show, and I had an opportunity to work with Tag in you know in the spring league. You know, he said he said one of his young guys to Idaho state on a full scholarship this year. There, there, there's more and more of this coming. I know they just had the, uh, you know, I Ireland's king of kicking contest just was part of that whole weekend of college football in Dublin. You talked about the NFL Academy, that NFL Academy, you know, stocked with players from all over the UK, all over Europe and, and, you know, in Ireland. And so those guys are going to get a chance to play at, at a very, very high level against visiting the U S high school teams and that's only going to help their development and you know i think it's been proven now and for sure for certain we can say you know sebastian volmer isn't a one-off 
You know, th those guys yeah. are out there and you, you see it all the time. There are more and more of them playing, you know, from all around the world. And, and I think it's great. It's great for the game and it's great for fans. And it's, it's great for young players to see that they have a chance to, you know, to play on an elite stage in American football. I think it's very important that we mention that. And I'm not just saying that for the crack folks, because you're wondering and listening, like, you know, come next week, we might not have time to talk about that. So I think it's important to mention that now while we get the chance. Best luck to the NFL Academy this season. They were playing on October the 6th and October the 10th. And one of those dates is in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Unreal. Can't wait for the London games. We're one month away. Buzzing, man. Buzzing. Right. A um, couple of things, Jeff, as we wrap up this podcast. One thing that I wanted to ask you about, because I think that you'll be in the know of all this sort of stuff. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it's Wednesday morning now. Last night, Tuesday night. We missed the deadline for him to be traded. He's on the PUP list. He can still be traded, but he can't play until week four. I mean, what is going on in Indianapolis? I feel like we talked about this a few weeks ago. And I guess, because it's been a week and a week is a long time, let's stay in Indianapolis and give me your second answer here. Um, are you all aboard the Anthony Richardson hype train yet? No, I'm not on that. No. And, and that's, a sec that's a separate topic. Um, but And it's a really good topic to talk about. But let's talk about... Um, you know, who thinks that, that Indianapolis should just give away a good, uh, you know, top quality running back? He's probably one of the top six, eight running backs in, in the National Football League. And he's under contract, right? You don't give away this. Again, I just, it blows me away that people think just because he's unhappy that you just let him walk. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. I mean, this is, this is a business, right? And he is part of the business. He's, you could say it's they own his rights or his property or whatever, however you want to say it. That's the facts. And unless they can get something back for their asset, why in the world would the Colts let him go? And the Dolphins came in and tried to lowball him and create a deal, and the Colts next the deal and the Colts were have been very adamant about the fact they were willing to let him seek a trade but they had final approval of the trade and they were not going to just give him away you don't do that I mean if you do it's not very smart right and he's going to have to make a decision now whether he wants to play football right and, and get out of his feelings and play football or you know Stay angry, stay out, and you know do a Le'Veon Bell. But even if he does, he's got to make sure that he does it in such a way that they don't suspend him and then freeze his contract, and then he won't be able to be out again next year. So I think it's, I think it's you know one of those unfortunate situations where it just got to the point where both sides were so frustrated. The Colts said, "Go find a trade," and he went and tried to find a trade, got a trade put together with Miami and the Colts said no, which I'm sure alienated the player even further. So, you know, it's not a good situation, but it's a situation that, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame Jim Mercy. I don't blame him one bit and I don't blame Taylor one bit either. I think this is just one of those unfortunate deals and, and it's, it's what it is. Now let's talk about the quarterback. Did you see that young that young guy, he scored a touchdown, threw a, threw a pass for a touchdown against the Eagles and then mocked the Eagles 
with the flapping of the wings deal. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, get, get yourself, get yourself some rib pad, partner, because there are going to be people, you want to play that game. That's all good, right? I mean, you can play that game. These are grown men, right? And you scored against the backup. These are grown men. Let me say it this way. These are grown ass men, right? And if you if you want to play that game, then be ready, right? And I know this for a fact. This game can humble you really fast, right? And you know, I'm I hope he I hope he has a great career, but I hope he also learns a little humility along the way because you know, those defensive players are proud and you know, don't think that that, you know, that that hasn't circulated already through some locker rooms. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I look forward to watching the Colts' first game of the season. Like you'll be at FaceTime next week, Jeff. Um, I'm joking. I like I I like the cockiness. I, I like the cockiness. Here, let's let's wrap up this pod and let, let's do a question pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put the question pod out at the end of this week. But we'll be back, Jeff. You are coming out. Next week, when the NFL season starts, you haven't even told you this shit, but we're going to have at least two Jeff Reinbold shows a week. So we're going from one last season to a minimum of two Jeff Reinbold shows per week. And Jeff, it's a bit like Dion in prime time, baby. Prime time. There's no other. There's no other time to be than prime time. So, and and I, you know, I think it's going to be cool to do two a week because what it gives us the ability to do, Mike, is kind of kind of preview the games coming up and take a look at the week that just passed and kind of break down and analyze some of the things that happened. And I think it'll be really fun because, um, you know, we're working on some technology here where we can actually take NFL footage, take a play, and break it down and diagram it for, for the viewers. And, uh, Oh, you know, it's, it's really, it's really cool stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think if, if we can get the technical bugs worked out, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun because the thing that I hear all the time from viewers at sky is they want more football. They want, they, they want more, you know, they want to understand the game better. They want to understand why they did certain things, why one play worked and another play didn't. What were the quarterback's reads on that play? All of the things that, you know, you get such great, you know, soccer coverage where they really break the game down for the viewer. And I think that's something that we need to do and we'll continue to do and bring to the fans. So if you got a if you got a question, a strategic question, certainly we can, you know, bang away at it and see if we can't clear up whatever it is that you're concerned about or worried about or, you know, want to see out of your own team or what happened last week and why it didn't work or why it worked. I think it'll be fun. Let's see what we can do. Uh, yeah, we're, we're working on that. And we're also working on, I think we're going to look at live episodes at least once a week. That's the plan this season. And we will announce our full season schedule up to Vegas, baby, next week. So it's coming. It's coming. Jeff's coming to Ireland as well. The island of Ireland, to be politically and geographically correct. Sorry for if it, if it annoyed anyone, but Jeff, you're coming to Ireland, man. You're coming to Manchester, and you will be coming to Scotland and somewhere else at the very, very minimum. I hope so. I hope we do. I hope we do at least 
you know, London and, you know, we've got great fans in Wales. We've got great fans in Scotland, you know, the North of England, the, the Manchester show is almost sold out already. So if you haven't gotten, if you haven't gotten tickets, you better hurry up and get them because that thing is going to be a jam packed event. And, uh, you know, I had a, had a great conversation last week with, uh, you know, Alex Jackson, who's the new, uh, producer of sky sports NFL and a big time NFL fan loves the game. Um, and he is excited for us to continue to drive the viewership and drive the interest of the game throughout the UK and all through everywhere that sky is broadcast. So I think it's going to be a great season, uh, you know, with Phoebe and Jason and, and Neil, certainly it's going to be a lot of fun and guests that we'll bring from across the pond and, you know, it's going to be a blast. Shout out to you mentioned Phoebe there. Shout out to Phoebe's lovely. Obviously, I had a chance to meet her last week. We done an episode her. We, we done an episode with her in the Aviva, uh, which is coming out on Monday. If you go to any of the shows on Thursday or Sunday, we're going to put it on beforehand. Jeff, we'll get you in the Aviva soon before you start going, oh, why, why, why am I not in the Aviva? I walked you into the Aviva, but if you, if you remember, she and the security guard. I want to give a shout out before we end this episode to this guy right here, Irish Bills Mafia. He sent me a lovely mug few months ago trevor at uh, trev you're a good man and i i very much appreciate this mug jeff do you want to do, do you want to show us out of here for tonight my friend i will say trevor great job you know again taking care of my man michael a a buddy i also got to tell you you know i know the post works this way too you can send one of those things over here if you want i'll be glad <laughs> i'll be glad to drink my morning coffee from a bill's mafia uh coffee cup we're about there, Michael. It's almost game time. Uh, college football's underway. It is crazy, crazy, crazy time right now. But it's what we live for. The National Football League and, you know, college football, CFL football, it's all happening right now. And you're going to get it all right here at the Jeff Reinbold Show. Aloha. Aloha. And yes, Jeff, it, it feels like five minutes ago when we were standing in Starbucks in Phoenix at 20 past six in the morning putting a laptop on top of a shoebox trying to record a live episode which wasn't even live uh, here aloha see you soon thanks to you oh, folks okay. jeff back on friday with another podcast we're in dublin tomorrow night we're in belfast with jay belfast uh, see you soon jeff shows are going to be launched next week stick to the internet aloha 